Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She- Oops. Try that again without the phone ringing. <laughs> she is a Dutch. Is my camera shaking? No, I think it's you. Me? Hold on. No. It's definitely not shaking. She is a Dutch to the door. She's Ashley Pickle. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Pickle. <laughs> We're kind of all over the place. We are a little bit all over the place. It's the holidays. It's the holidays. This is... All right. Mm-hmm. We have certainly we've certainly argued over the best months. We've certainly argued over the best days. Yes. Right? We've had these arguments and the worst months, etc. You mm-hmm. and I have had these conversations. Yes. Can we agree... This is the weirdest week of the year. Absolutely. Okay. 100. Because you don't know what to do no, with yourself. You don't know what day like, it is. Like, almost having work right now is, like, it's different. But it actually kind of helps keep you on pace. Yeah. No, I agree. Because if not, you don't know what you're, like, mm-hmm. it's weird. No, it is. It's a very odd. Especially with Christmas falling on a weekday. Yeah, with Christmas on a weird. Friday. Christmas on a Friday is weird. Yeah. And it's like, that's like the, I think that's the weirdest day it could be. Yeah. And now you have this week of like, you're in the abyss. Because mm-hmm. it's like, really, life doesn't start again till for a week. Yeah. Till next Monday. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, it's January 4th. We go on with our lives. Mm-hmm. Right? But this week is bizarre. Yeah. So, anyway. Today is Monday, December 28th, 2020. 332 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 1089. 1089. I was supposed to look this up and I didn't classic 1089 the number of at-bats for prince fielder in his illustrious texas rangers career the big man on today's show my friends we got monday morning fallout we're gonna overreact to the football weekend then big time guest mm-hmm. we'll be joined by the head coach of those rock wall heath hawks coming off their big win over bridgeland coach mike spradlin will join us because i talked to coach spradlin got them cooking again got them cookies out there just, just stirring it up it's cooking uh, big game this week in Cedar Hill. Going to talk to Coach Spradlin coming up here in the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Ed McElroy, Andrew Christensen, Meese, and Kirk Lewis. Welcome. In Kirk Lewis? Fellas, yeah. New name. New name. Hi, Kirk. Hi, Kirk. Hi, Kirk. <laughs> 
So all we're doing <laughs> no here's the thing that's a problem we shouldn't do that because all we're doing is we are incentivizing people to leave for a long time I'm and then come, come back. back so no kirk i rescind my hello <laughs> we, we do time. not say hello to you it's about time you got here <laughs> anyway all right pickle yes hit the arrow sign time for money morning Monday morning follow-up. Of course, when we overreact to the football weekend, quite a bit of overreaction. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't for Hidalgo's to start running. I should have just let it play. Why didn't I just let it play? <laughs> You don't okay over there? <laughs> that was so funny. I did leave the, the whiskey out. I, did, I guess I didn't check the level, but okay. Shouldn't leave it out. <laughs> Monday morning fallout. We overreact to the football weekend and quite a bit of overreacting to do. Let's start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one, holiday havoc. Mm. Christmas. Um, It was a Christmas. It was odd, right? It was odd to be watching... And paying attention to high school football this past weekend. Because we haven't done it in a while. We haven't played games over Christmas in a long, long time. But the games ended up coming through in a way that I think was at some points relatively surprising. And at the other, at other, at very least was very interesting to watch. Now there were games that I don't think were particularly interesting to watch. For example, uh, I thought that uh, when you took a look at uh, what Westlake did to San Antonio Stevens, the machine is online for Westlake. They looked really, really good in their huge win over San Antonio Stevens. That game, kind of leave that aside. Um, I thought Manville really took taking apart Fort Penn Hightower. You know, yeah. pretty, pretty pretty impressive stuff. Uh, Alito was win over Frisco. You were there. Alito just Alito just kind of does dominant. what they do, which is just kind of. Frisco struck early, right? Frisco did strike early. Yeah, it was tied 7-7. Mm -hmm. um, and then it wasn't tied 7-7. Right. Okay. <laughs> but you also had these very, very, I would say, I don't want to say seismic. Some of them were seismic. So, Some of them were, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they're necessarily, I, I mentioned this on Twitter, I don't know if they're necessarily upsets these times of year because I think every team's really good. Mm -hmm. There were only there were only a handful of teams that I would have been surprised if they had won, yeah. and I don't think any of those teams won. But there was one on Saturday night that I think people are going to be talking about it for a while, and that was Eulis Trinity's win over Allen. 49-45. Mm -hmm. And any time... This is just the the soup that Allen swims in. Mm -hmm. Anytime they lose, it's noteworthy. Yes. Anytime they lose, because they are they don't one lose. of the most dominant <laughs> programs in the state of Texas. But this is the second consecutive year that somebody has knocked them out before the regional final. Mm -hmm. And it comes from Ewell's Trinity. And an unbelievable game to watch, an unbelievable game to follow. It was, I believe, the last game of the night. Or... Pioneer and Eastview may have still been going. Yeah, it was still like, because of the massive scoring. But in that, that was game. that was there was that. You had that going on. I thought I thought and we're going to talk with their coach here in a moment. But I thought Rockwall Heath's win over Bridgeland was really it was dominant. Dom that's that's where the surprise comes. Mm -hmm. The surprise doesn't come from Heath winning. I think we all know at this point that he's a pretty darn good team. But I think it's surprising that they ran away with that mm -hmm. and that they were able to p 
pounce on a slow starting Bridgeland team mm-hmm. and run away and hide. Well, yeah, that's what was so impressive. When they got like when Bridgeland finally started to start cooking a little bit, you, I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. this game is about to completely turn, and they just kept kept hitting them. Uh, I thought that Crosby over Huntsville is a pretty again not an upset. But probably a surprise yeah. that they win in overtime, 32-29, uh, kick a field goal and win it. So that's back-to-back weeks that they have taken down. Who we thought would most right. likely be the two teams to be in the, in Texas, you know. In Texas High and Huntsville. In back-to-back weeks. And that offense, very impressive for them. I thought that Red Oaks went over Coronado. Again, I don't think that's an upset at all. I thought it was a coin flip type game. But... The way that it happened, where it goes, to, where Red Oak mounts this huge, this huge comeback. They were down twenty-eight-seven, I want to say. They mount a huge comeback, force overtime, end up going to double overtime, winning on a blocked extra point, uh, and and winning the winning the stinking game. That was impressive as well. If you're looking for a true blue upset, I guess Mansfield Summit over Colleyville Heritage is probably what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, no doubt. Mansfield Summit it was a fourth place team in their own district. district. In fact. Some might argue they were a fifth place team in their own district because they got in on some kind of wacky DEC rules. Mm-hmm. Well, here they are in a regional final now after a 34-31 win over Colleyville Heritage. That is awfully impressive as well. So overall, you take a look at, 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 the, at the statewide perspective. I think you had some games that were not necessarily surprising. Mm-hmm. For example, I thought North Shore's win over uh, Tompkins, not surprising they won. The fact that they kind of went out there and mopped the floor. I thought the same thing with uh, Duncanville. Duncanville over. I mean, they were up like fifty-six nothing. nothing I mean, they 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 clobbered them. Though that to me is what where the havoc came about over in the Mm -hmm. regional in the regional semifinals. Thought number two: two L's, different feels. Okay, so I had no idea where you were going with this one. You don't? (laughs) I don't think so. Over the holidays, there were two bowl games. Okay. Ah, yes. Involving state of Texas teams. Both featured the team from Texas losing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you had the, what was that, the First Responders, Responders Bowl? Bowl. Yeah. First Responders Bowl, Louisiana beats UTSA 31 24. You also had the Frisco Bowl mm-hmm. in New Mexico, or I'm sorry, the, the New, New Mexico, Mexico Bowl in Frisco, Frisco, where Hawaii beats Houston 28 14. Mm hmm. Which hurt you and free money, which I think, makes me happy. I went one and one, so I clinched a winning season. Damn it. I think for UTSA, going up against a 19th ranked team in Louisiana, a team that was 10 and one, whose one loss on the year, I believe, was to Coastal. Um, for them to hang with them and them to push that into the final play, to basically the final play. I think they're. I think that only continues the trajectory of this UTSA program. That they are on the rise. That they are. That things are going in the right direction for UTSA. I know it's disappointing to finish your season with a loss, but I think seven and five and a lo- and a loss to a ranked, a top twenty team in a bowl game, mm. that's impressive. And I don't think there's anything for UTSA to hang their head about. We're gonna have some difficult conversations about Houston, about this this off season. They finished three and five. They get. They get absolutely clobbered in a lot of ways by Hawaii. The score doesn't indicate that, 28-14. No, but it was dominant. Houston looked like they never came off the bus. Mm -mm. And And Hawaii had to come off of a plane. Right. Literally. I mean— Like a long plane ride. (laughs) Um, And so now— we are, and we'll, we, we, as we get deeper into the offseason, we're going to have postmortems for all of these teams. Uh, But we are now— Two years into the Dana Holgerson era at Houston, mm-hmm. 
and they are seven thirteen. Yeah. And I'm I, I like Dana Holgerson, and I believe that he can get that thing turned around. But he's got to start doing it. But it's got to start happening, and you got to start seeing results because I think last year he got a now now we'll do do this in the postmortem. Last year he got a pass because of the D.R. King opt out because mm-hmm. of all those players and the redshirting, and you thought, okay, he's got a plan. He's got a plan. Yeah, he's well, the plan's got to show the up. First time. <laughs> the plan's got to show up. Mm-hmm. And by the way, we talked with Greg Powers, our recruiting expert, the other day. It's not like the recruiting's going great either. Nope. So to me, you had these two bowl games. And both of them ended with the same result. But one of the teams, UTSA, pretty good. I don't think there's really, you know, yeah, you want to get a win, but not, not necessarily anything to hang your head about. For Houston, huge questions heading into this offseason, heading into 2021. And thought number three, New Year's Bash. We are going to be playing Texas high school football games in the 2020 season in 2021. And that's weird. That's very weird. But... We are now at the regional final level, so there are 16 games this weekend, mm-hmm. and of those 16, I think 13 could be certified bangers. Yes. You have a terrific slate of games mm-hmm. with, I think, in a lot of ways, a, a, a good number of really evenly matched teams mm-hmm. going at it. I think we are in for a fantastic week in the Texas high school football ranks in the regional finals um, simply because we've gotten to the point where all these teams have proven themselves to be really, really good, and there's enough tape on each other that there's going to be a lot of uh, chess matches going on as well. So and it's it, going to be fun. I like the evenly matched comment because it really does seem like teams who just kind of absolutely destroyed their opponent last week in that, like, the havoc that we were talking mm-hmm. about, they got matched up with another team that did that. So it's not like, you know... Yeah, that, that evenly matched makes for such a good weekend of football. So there it is. Those are three big thoughts. Three helmet stickers. A helmet sticker for Euless Trinity running back Ollie Gordon. <laughs> He's probably still running. <laughs> Ollie Gordon carries 49 times. Mm-hmm. So he becomes the 40th player in UIL 11-man history to carry 49-plus times in a game. Mm-hmm. For 455 yards and six touchdowns. And Trinity's win over Allen. Um... That like stunning, I just shocking. Kept running. <laughs> he is a. I'm trying to think of like the what animal I want to compare him to. And here's the animal I want to compare him to. You know what he is? What? He's a moose. That's what he is. He's a stinking moose. You want to stand in front of a moose? No, I don't want to stand in front fair. of a moose. That's fair. And they do have a. They have some go to him. Like they got a kick to him. What a monster he was out there. <laughs> I did not expect in their moose, win but over in their win over Allen. He was trendy running back. Ollie Gordon gets a helmet sticker. By the way, he's starting to pick up offers. And it's like, my brother... So, this is how big it was. Mm-hmm. My brother, who's like, mm, you know, he knows what I do for a living, but doesn't really pay attention to high school football. Um, he texts me, and he goes, this is Ollie Gordon getting, getting looks? Mm-hmm. And, like, you look at his offer list before this weekend, and it was like, his best offer is probably, like, Iowa State. State, yeah. Like, he had offers from, like, Houston. He had offers from, like, good G5 Five. or, like, the kind of secondary mm-hmm. for Texas team P5 like he had it all from Kansas, right? Yeah. Suddenly, everybody starts waking up like, oh, we should probably offer all Yeah. Anyway, helmet sticker for him. A helmet sticker for UTSA running back Sincere McCormick. Uh, again, it did not it did not end the way that he they wanted to, but I thought Sincere McCormick uh, once again put on a show. He runs for 122 yards uh, in their win over, or rather their loss to Louisiana. And if you take a look at, I want to look at his game log. That is his one, two, or, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, sixth 
seventh hundred yard game this season. Mm-hmm. He was awesome this year, so, and he was named our, by the way, our uh, player of the year, our college football player of the year. Uh, Shahan J. Raja and our college football staff named him that. So, a uh, helmet sticker for UTSA running backs this year, McCormick, and a helmet sticker for Sherilyn Pioneer quarterback Eddie Lee Marburger. Hashtag let ELM cook. Look, look, I love, I love when we get memes going, and they come through. Mm-hmm. This kid goes. Let me just let me let me drop some some stats on you, okay? Because because he cooked up a five course meal. Oh my gosh, he was unbelievable in there. Whenever Georgetown used to, he goes. Let me find this. Come on, there we go. You tweeted it. Step twenty four of thirty seven, four hundred and forty four yards and four touchdowns passing. He carried the ball twenty times for two hundred forty seven yards and six touchdowns on the ground. So he had. Nearly 700 yards of total offense and 10 touchdowns in their win over Georgetown Eastview. A helmet sticker to hashtag let ELM cook. I was able to catch the second half of that game. I missed the first half. They were down like 14 nothing at one point, correct? Were, Pioneer? Yeah, were they down? Pioneer went down. I think they were down like 7 nothing. Okay, because that's what happened. I watched a little bit of the beginning, saw them go down. Yeah, and then I started cooking dinner. Once I got done, I looked down at my phone, and the Slack chat said, uh, "Once you got done cooking dinner, oh, then (laughs) Eddie Lee (laughs) started cooking." cooking. (laughs) Yeah, I looked down, and Stefan sent in the Slack chat. He's up to nine touchdowns, and I was like, "Crazy!" He just kept going. What? (laughs) Those three helmet stickers, three to see. Then Ryan Highland Park, three o'clock, three fifteen rather, Friday. At Globe Life Park in Arlington. Interesting kickoff time. Uh, it's a businessman special. Yeah. 3.15 Friday. Look, I mean, I don't need to tell you about the history between these two teams. You have two teams that um, that three of the last four seasons, Highland Park has eliminated Denton Ryan. I think Denton Ryan has the talent advantage in this game because I think they have the talent advantage maybe over any team in the state. Yep. But does Highland Park just own Denton Ryan? That's yeah. the question. We'll find out. Big game. The Alamo Bowl. Texas and Colorado, 8 o'clock Thursday. Or Tuesday, rather. Tuesday. At the, at the Alamo Dome in uh, San Antonio. Uh, so, yeah. Check that out. Texas and Colorado. And finally, have a Crosby and Fort Penn Marshall. Yeah. That's going down 1 o'clock Friday at Turner Stadium in Humble. That game's going to be a lot of fun. You've got one of the hottest teams in the state in Crosby against what has felt like a team... Foreman Marshall's odd. They're a team that I don't think I can necessarily get a read on. Right. But when they play well, and they played really well against Nederland, they're certainly a team to be reckoned with. So that'll be a fun uh, game to see. That is three to see, and that is Monday Morning Fallout. We are at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. And follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Camels. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Camels. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That's our subscription package. Two magazines a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. If you go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. If you missed out, like, let's just say that you forgot a gift. Like, you didn't realize it until Christmas rolled around. If you're looking for that gift, be like, hey, by the way, you can blame it on me. Be like, hey, you know what? Tepper didn't ship it in time, but I got you a year subscription to Dave Campbell's Texas Football. I will be both your excuse and your gift guy if you go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Greg Tepper, your local gift guy. Right, TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Pickle, let's go to the hotline, and let's bring in the head coach of those regional 
finalist, Rockwall Heath Hawks. We're joined by Coach Mike Spradlin. Coach, how are you? Man, I'm good, Greg. How are you doing? Well, doing wonderful. How are things in beautiful Rockwall, Texas? Shoot, they're beautiful in Rockwall, Texas. <laughs> I mean, we're one of eight, baby. That's and we're playing on on New Year's weekend, so it's 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 awesome here in Rockwall. Uh, that's actually a place that I'd like to to start with you because. You're a guy who has you've you've been in the coaching game a long time. You have not um, coached on Christmas week. You have not coached on New Year's week in a long, long time. I'm interested going back to last week, going into your game uh, on the day after Christmas with um, with Bridgeland. How did that impact your schedule? How did that impact the way that you guys prepared for for Bridgeland, knowing full well that you know Friday everybody's going to hang out with their family. Well, it was it was different, Greg. Obviously, right? I mean, it was weird, and and, and but at the same time, it was a total focus week mm. because you you know it's kind of like you know we always talk about playing on Thanksgiving, right? And that's really the only time, you know. And 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 I've I've never coached you know past Christmas. I mean, when you know when we were at Temple, we got to play in the state game at fourteen, and that was the weekend before Christmas, right? So it's kind of like Thanksgiving week. There's there's a real total focus because there's not any school. You know, and so we went earlier in the mornings, right? Gave them some family time after, you know, after we got done. And so it was, it was just, it was really good, Greg, honestly. I mean, I mean, we're all fired up. Obviously, you're playing in third round of the playoffs and you're accomplishing some things you want to accomplish. So, you know, we made hay with it. We felt pretty good about it. Uh, speaking of, of, of focus, you guys came out of the gate super focused against an unbeaten Bridgeland team uh, uh, to win your regional semifinal, jumped on top of them early, uh, and really ne- never let them off the mat. Uh, how important was it, and how much did you preach last week, uh, a fast start against a team like that, a team that you know has, has firepower, a team you know is, is capable of, of coming back on you? How, how much did you guys preach getting out of the gates quickly? Well, I mean, it's something, honestly, Greg, we preach uh, all the time. It's kind of the way we try to approach things is is playing fast. And, and I can't say enough. I mean, our defense has been been maligned all year, and, and, and we think we're the only ones that know we're any good, so we're trying to keep it a secret, you know. But uh, they just they did a great job, got an early turnover. We converted two early turnovers to touchdowns, and as you know, that's a huge deal, right, in, in any big game, much less any game period. So – that was a that was a big deal for us and, and a big momentum thing for us. Uh, and then I just you know we're just playing with a lot of confidence right now, Greg. I mean it's it, we've gotten better. You know we opened up our district season with Rockwall and honestly had our opportunities there. I mean we were up, you know twenty seven twenty four with 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 eight minutes to go in the game. We ended up losing it, but but then we kind of gone on a run. You know since then so it, it, we're just getting up, we're getting better and better. Got a bunch of young guys. Brought a bunch of young guys from back from last year, and I'm real, real tickled with the way our defense is starting to step up. You know, you mentioned that. You mentioned that you were talking about Mike Spradlin, the head coach at Rockwell Heath, and that's been one of the things that 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 I've been really impressed with is it seems like, and I don't know if you you agree with this, but it, it seems to me, from my perspective, y'all are a year early. Y'all are a year ahead of schedule. I was expecting you guys to be here 2021. Now 2020, how you know, have you felt that from the young guys? Have you seen that growth throughout the season? You know, go back to, to, to tough matchups with South Lake Carroll and, and Louisville and, and Rockwall and non-district. Have you seen that growth from your youngsters that now basically they're fundamentally seniors at this point? Well, well absolutely. And, and that kind of started, honestly, last year, Greg. We started uh, eight sophomores last year and carried 19 on our varsity with us. So, mm-hmm. You know, those guys have, 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 have gotten back up. You know, obviously, 2019 was our first year here, and 
we think we had our opportunities then. You know, we lost a couple of close games that would have got us in the playoffs. And so our expectation level, we're not necessarily exceeding our expectation level. We may be exceeding, you know, a lot of other people's. But, I mean, this is this is what we dreamed about doing now. I mean, now the COVID thing threw a lot of, <laughs> a lot of kinks in it. But, well, we've handled it really, really well. Our kids, you know, handled it well, had a great summer. And, you know, and, and now here we are. We're talking with Mike Spradlin, the head coach of the Rockwall Heath Hawks here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Coach, I could ask you about any number of your, your individual playmakers, but one guy that I know has, has really caught people's attention lately is your, is your, is your junior wide receiver, Jay Fair. Here's a guy who's, who's over 1,200 yards receiving, 12 touchdowns on the year. He's been a big part of your offense. Um, the numbers say one thing and the, and the film says another thing, but, but, but when you, you're the guy who sees him every day in practice, what is it about Jay Fair that sets him apart? Well, Jay, Jay's kind of like what we think, you know, all our Heath guys are. I mean, Jay, what Jay gets in games is exactly what you get in practice mm-hmm. with him. You know, we're we're real big on that, you know. we, we and, and by the way, we think, you know, that's kind of the way all our guys are playing. I mean, you know, Corbin Cleveland's a young man that's, you know, got over 2,000 yards in two years we've been here. And he, he made a great catch the other day, and he made it because, you know, he, he makes them in practice like that. Our kids are just real hard practice guys. Jay's one of those guys – uh, Jay's a team captain for us, for us, so is Corbin, uh, you know, and those guys are just, they're great leaders on the field. Jay's a great junior leader for us. Corbin's a great senior leader for us. And so, you know, I think I think what we're seeing on game days is what we get all week long. We're they're great effort guys. Jay's a great effort guy and, and uh, really phenomenally talented. Uh, on the defensive side, you know, you mentioned that the defense has probably been unfairly maligned this year. Uh, early in the season, gave up some gaudy point totals here and there. Uh, but they do seem to have come around in, in a big way, especially as the lights have gotten brighter. What do you think has been the biggest difference on the defensive side from maybe the way that you started to where you guys are right now? Well, I think it's just confidence and belief. We, you know, we, we've just, you know, we did, but you're right. I mean, we, we gave up a lot of points against Louisville in the first game and won, and then gave up, you know, a lot of points against uh, South Lake and lost, you know, but we were, we were in that game going into the fourth quarter. We had a one score game. So we knew we were good enough. And then I think really where it flipped, Greg was in week three, we played McKinney Boyd who wound up being in the playoffs and, and uh, shut them out. So that, that shutout thing kind of gave us confidence that we could, you know, we could do it. And, 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 and we've just seen steady, uh, you know, consistency and, and improvement really since that game. And, and we've just had a whole different feeling. And honestly, Garland, we thought was extremely talented. I mean, mm-hmm. they've got some really good cats and, you know, to limit those guys to 14 points and then, and then turn around in the Temple team that we beat, you know, in round two was, was pretty prolific offensively. So we're playing with a lot of confidence right now. And, and that, that's, that's a couple of guys, Grady Brewer, a linebacker forces, is a great leader for us, a senior captain, you know, uh, Trey Martin on our defensive line, Jackson Love on our defensive line. Those are some seniors that are that are really, really playing well for us right now, Greg. Um, I want to go back a, a few years ago. You know, you take Temple to a state championship game in, in, in 2014. You know, the year after that, you guys are in a state semifinal. You guys, you, you have coached in the biggest games. You have been around teams that have that state championship caliber mentality. Can you put into terms what maybe sets apart a good team from a great team, and are you seeing that with this brand of Hawks? 
Well, I think obviously, you know, it, it, it's talent, right? I mean, you got to have kids, and we've got them. I mean, we've got a quarterback that's phenomenal, and our old line's playing unbelievably good, and you know, and then now we're playing great defense as well. So, that, you know, it starts with that, but but it's also, you know, it's an overused word, Greg, but the culture thing's a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, our guys bought into the belief that, you know, I mean, honestly, you know, they'd only want been in one six eight playoff game in the history of the school, and you know, here we are getting to play in our fourth one this year. So that's there's a confidence level that comes with that, and and of course I've got a great staff of guys. Our relationships with our kids are awesome, and and they just they've really bought into what we're doing. I mean, I, I think everybody does at this point, and I don't think it's any secret. We think we can win it. I mean, mm-hmm. if, you, if you don't think you can, then you won't, right? So these these guys have that going on right now. It's a we don't think it's magic, by the way. We think it's hard work and effort and playing hard and believing each other each other and all that. We had those things in place at Temple, and and it's been a faster turn here, mm-hmm. maybe. Than, than it was at Cooper and Temple, you know, the last two stops I've had. So this has come around a little faster than I thought it would but but when I got here, but not faster than I thought it would, honestly, Greg, going into this year. I, I knew we had a chance to be pretty good. Well, the bad news is, Coach, you're done playing football in 2020, but the good news is you still got another game. Uh, Saturday, <laughs> right. 315 uh, at Globe Life Park in Arlington. You guys draw the Cedar Hill Longhorns uh, for a spot in the state semifinal. Uh, I'm certainly not going to ask you to give away your game plan here on the air, but uh, I know you're already hard at work. When you take a look at what you're up against next week against Cedar Hill, what do you see? Well, I mean, it, it's Cedar Hill. You know, we ran into those guys and when I was at Temple in the playoffs in 2013, and they went on and won the state championship. And, and it, you know, it, Carlos has done just taking over what Joey was doing, you know, and, and they're, just, they're extremely talented. They, they're not pretenders. They're contenders. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they play hard. They believe in what they're doing. They're real good at what they do. They're extremely fast. And then the Salter kid at quarterbacks, I mean, he's phenomenal, mm-hmm. honestly. I mean, I mean, that kid's I mean, he can make it happen. He's he's really really good. So, you know, we just know we got to go out and do be us. I mean, that's that they're going to be saying the same thing. It's really the same formula we've tried to use the last last couple of weeks. Is if you believe in what we do, they'll believe in what they're doing, and somebody's got to go out and win it. So we 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 know we're in the hunt, and I know they are too. They're they're very very talented, Greg. Very fast. He's Mike Spradlin. He's the head coach of those regional finalists, Rockwall Heath Hawks. Coach, really appreciate your time. Again, congratulations on the fantastic win last week, and uh, go get them on Saturday. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate all you guys do, man. You know that. Y'all are awesome. Appreciate you, Coach. Take care. There he goes. Mike Spradlin, the head coach. Rockwall Heath Hawks. Still alive. Still alive. Still kicking. It was an awesome game to watch. Fantastic game to watch. They 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 took it to Bridgeland, uh, and and really you know came out came out swinging. And it was really impressive to watch uh, that team that team cook. Uh, you know once they got going. Uh, so you've got a, a team now going up against Cedar Hill. Mm-hmm. Cedar Hill came off a nice win over Tom Ball Memorial, um, and and it's gonna be it's gonna be a a, a showdown, man. It's gonna be a lot of fun. That's, and by the way, that's you're ta- a lot of offense. Well, and by the way, you're talking about the other side of the ball. Mm-hmm. You're talking about. I mean, you're talking about the other side of that bracket, right? We we spent a lot of time kind of focusing on on Katie. Katie has looked really good. I think Katie enters this game against Claire Falls as a favorite. Yeah. Uh, and then I think they'll be favored over whoever comes out of Region Two. In my opinion, that's mm-hmm. not disrespectful. Just my opinion. Um, we spent a lot of time focusing on kind of the inevitability of Katie, but like you look at over here right. and it's like you got four teams there, right? With Geyer, uh, and with Geyer's playing 
Thank you. Uh, Prosper. Mm-hmm. Geyer, Prosper, Rockwall, Heath, and Cedar Hill. And I think you can pick any any, any are, one of them. Yeah, I and you mean, see them in the title game. I don't think, I don't think it's outside. I don't, see, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility mm-hmm. to see any of those teams at AT&T Stadium. Not, not at all. There no. is not a doubt in my mind. So it's going to be fun. It's going down 3 o'clock, 3.15 Saturday eve, afternoon, rather. Did you um, see the, the note that I sent you? Uh, apparently his daughter, one survivor. I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. We'll just have to have him on again. Yeah. Have to have his daughter on. Yes. That's it. <laughs> Coach Bradlin, we love you, but like now, you know, we got other things. To talk about. <laughs> we got other fish to fry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we appreciate Coach Mike Bradlin joining us here on Texas Football Today. And now we go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, one, and this is a question you might not have the answer to. Um, love those. Is, is Balmeray in Richland Springs, do you know if that's going to be on TV? I do not. Uh, I it will. Uh, from what I understand, will not be broadcast by Fox Sports Southwest. Okay. It will not be broadcast by Fox Sports Southwest. I believe. I would need to check. Let uh-huh. me poke around and see what I can find as far as the stream is concerned. If you didn't hear, it has been rescheduled. Yes. Next Tuesday in San Angelo, Balmeray Richland Springs for the One A Division Two State Championship. You remember that was supposed to kick off the state championship weekend mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. That game got postponed due to COVID-19 concerns. It has now been rescheduled for San Angelo, uh, 6 o'clock next Tuesday. Uh, I know it will be broadcast like... I don't know. You know, it's interesting because, like, here's what I know. I know that Fox has the exclusive rights to the state championship games. Right. But if they're not going, going to, to use them, yeah. I don't know. And this is just me spitballing. I am not a, I'm mm-hmm. not in charge of the rights... <laughs> for Fox Sports Southwest. At Tepper on Twitter. Please don't. <laughs> um, so, let me poke around see if there'll be a webcast of some kind, stuff like that, but you can watch it. But there you go. Tomorrow is a big day. Tomorrow is a, a very big day. Do you see this? This is What the, are we doing tomorrow? Uh, this is the 5A Player of the Year Award for Vince Young. Yeah, right? that is what that is. That is the, this is the precursor to the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Award, which we are going to announce tomorrow here yeah. on this show plus i think we'll have craig i think craig said he could do it two's ways i think we'll have craig way and i believe that we will also have the season finale of free money so we've got a big show tomorrow and uh so yeah make sure you're here for that programming note because mm-hmm. this is the weirdest year week of the year mm-hmm. we have a show tomorrow tuesday mm-hmm. we do not have a show wednesday because i will be emceeing the cotton bowl we have a show Thursday where we'll do the picks. We'll do all sorts of fun stuff, et cetera. We'll have a fun Thursday show. Maybe we'll do, uh, maybe we'll do Mailback Thursday. Right? Oh, I like that because then we don't have to plan anything. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that to your boss. <laughs> and then Friday we do not have a show because it's a holiday. So, yeah, uh, yeah there is your schedule for the week. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks to Mike Spradlin, the head coach of the Rockwall Heath Hawks, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. There it is. We'll see you tomorrow for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year announcement on Texas Football Today.